NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. Hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. A brand new series has arrived on Adfree Shows. Top of the card unpacks everything you need to know in the wrestling trading card space. And we're starting with the granddaddy of them all, the 1982 Wrestling All-Stars Series A set. Now, this set was not exclusive to any one territory at the time, as we were still right at the tail end of the territory era of professional wrestling. So it was a basically a who's who in professional wrestling. With card number one being Andre the Giant. Others included in the set include Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Ted DiBiase, and others. 20 years ago, Eric took on Stone Cold in the main event on Raw, but the real main event was the confrontation that happened backstage before the show. Now, the next week, I'm sitting in this chair, and that same guy, I don't think I had said a word to him that day. I don't think I had seen Rick up until the point he came through that door, and he's, you know, getting me, he's just telling me to get up, get out of the chair, and he's so pissed off, he's bleeding. I'm on the phone, and he's got blood <laughs> running down his chin because he bit his lip. He was so mad, he bit the inside of his mouth. He's got blood on a backstage confrontation. I hadn't even gotten out of the chair yet. (laughs) Ad-Free Show's members got to sit shotgun alongside Kevin Nash and click this co-host, Sean Oliver, as they watch back some of the worst matches in history. None more so than the Yeti. Randy now. The mummy is not Frankenstein. You don't walk with your arms straight out. The arms out, right? And, and, you know, a Yeti is also not a mummy, but... I don't know. Was it Jim Hurd? Who was here? Well, well, whose brainchild was this? Who gives a fuck? That's just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you. With four levels to choose from. Four. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now. Right now. At adfreeshows.com. Yeah. Symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. 
on the show today, we'll be discussing when I save SmackDown. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Hey, Kurt. I'm doing great. It's good to see you, man. You're uh, in your new office still, and uh, you save SmackDown. We're going to get into that in a minute, but uh, I wanted to just catch up with you. We kind of knocked out two episodes back-to-back, and they were fun episodes. Big hits, by the way. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker. A lot of good stuff on social media about them. Uh, What did you see? Did you see the same thing? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I really enjoyed talking about those guys. Those guys had a huge inspiration on my career. Those are the guys that I want to be very much alike. And I knew those guys would be the guys that would help me get better. And uh, talking about these guys and me working with them was a complete honor. Now it was, uh, we had so much fun kind of reliving your history with both those guys. Again, two Mount Rushmore guys, if you will, uh, hall of famers and legends and, uh, and Hey, who knows? Maybe you'll bump into them when you head out to, uh, to LA here in a little bit. For I hope so. I'm hoping I can meet up with undertaker and stone cold. It'd be good to see those guys. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, not only that, since you and I last saw each other, you had a nice family vacation down uh, in Florida. How was that? Did you have a good time with the fam? Yeah, yeah, we had a great time. Uh, the weather wasn't that great, though. <laughs> we were a little bit disappointed. Uh, the first day was in the 50s. The last day was in the 50s. But we got some good weather in between, uh, the three days in between. So I was happy about that. And we just had to switch around our schedule because we had we were like – mega tourists okay we we had the whole Kurt Angle tourist thing going where we were going to go to different places every day and we we're going to do different things we had restaurants set up uh, for breakfast lunch and dinner and we we're doing the whole tourist thing and it all came crumbling down because of the weather and then we had to start thinking okay Universal Studios will be tomorrow instead of the following day because uh-huh. the weather will be bad and it, it just got to be complete hell but we had a good time, though. I can't you made the best of it, right? Yeah, we did make the best. How about your vacation, Paul? Same, man. And, you know, we kind of did the every other day thing. Park, relax, park, relax. And, we should have uh, did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, like the relax day, we got massages, me and the wife, and, and the kids had a great time. Uh, we tried to cram on a lot of those park days. But, man, uh, yeah, I'm with you. It wasn't the best Florida weather when you think about sunny Florida, but – Hey, it was time away from work, and I'm never going to complain about that. So you know, you know what, Paul? I'll tell you what. We had a guy named Ralph. He was like our tourist director. Nice. And doing that, it's it's a lot of money, but it's worth it, man. He he was able to get us everywhere in fast, quickly. You know, through the 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 fast pass and and all the all the rides and and like if when we wanted to go see the fireworks at night, we were in the front row. There was a blanket ready for us. And uh, we walked up, we just walked up to the front and they they already had it (laughs) ready for us. It was, it was awesome. I wish our whole trip was like that, but we only did one day. And that my friends is how the other half of the world lives. Uh, we all need a Ralph in our life. It sounds like, holy shit, dude. Nah, that's cool. I might have to get his name at some point. If I ever get to that part of my I life, his contact information. Oh, there you go. Well, Hey, we're one, one more quick thing. And then we're going to jump into our topic. And that is, you mentioned it a few weeks ago on the show. It has happened since you got back from Florida, you had back surgery. How you feeling? Uh, Not too bad. Um, I think it actually worked. Uh, I don't know yet, but uh, I don't have uh, the pain going down my legs. So the operation definitely worked. I'm hoping that the pain in my back will subside uh, and hopefully it will in the next few days. 
and then I'll, I'll feel really good about it. But uh, <laughs> the doctor did a great job. He really did. And I was having problems with my, my legs and the, the nerves going down my legs. And that's all gone. So I'm, I'm good with that. Well, Kurt, in true machine form that you are, you, you were in vacation, you came back, you had surgery, you literally got back out of the hospital the day before yesterday, and here you are, ready to record Kurt Angle. Now, you guys can tell, again, doesn't have the mic, but the guy's been in the hospital, okay? He just got out of his, from vacation and just got out, and so uh, the, the, his home office setup will be here shortly. You guys will notice the audio change here, I promise you, but uh, Kurt's been a little busy, right? So Yeah, yeah, the, the whole operation thing really set me back. Uh, but, but you know, I had to do it, and I, I wanted to wait till after vacation. Yeah, so that's no. what I did. Yeah. Good, good for you, man. Well, Hey, you mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to jump in. We're going to talk about your, how you saved the day for SmackDown back <laughs> in 2006. And, 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 and the opening line I was going to use was today, Kurt, the focus is all on you, but pal, isn't that every show? Okay. <laughs> it is every show. <laughs> hey, but listen, you were really the focus. Cause we've talked about Austin. We've talked about Taker the last few weeks, but this is really all about you because they needed you. They needed you to come in and really save the day because of an injury to Batista. And we're going to break it down. Uh, and, uh, you, you did it. It's just like when you saved the USA and won the Olympic gold medal, you're here to save the day once again for the WWE. So the story begins guys in early 2006, Kurt, you're in a program with Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. And what seems like you guys are building to another WrestleMania match potentially. Uh, but you're also working with John Cena a little bit here, Kurt, was there ever any talk of moving you from? From Raw to SmackDown when the year turned, or did this just all happen once the injury occurred to Batista? No, there was no talk of it. And the reason why is I just got on Raw a couple months prior. I was on SmackDown for years, and I finally got on Raw, and I was getting my groove, you know, wrestling Sean and, and John Cena and all the top stars. And then all of a sudden, this happens with Batista, and they're caught in a rut. And SmackDown, I don't know if it was because they didn't think they had as many main eventers uh, that could possibly hold the championship. Uh, I'm not sure why, why that was, because I saw a lot of talent over there that they could have given the belt to. But there were a lot of guys on Raw, a lot of main eventers, that uh, I think the, the company wanted one of us to come over to SmackDown and represent the company as a champion over there. Now, listen, I know this is early. This is early 2006, prep for Royal Rumble's going on. Do you remember, though, if there was an original plan for Mania uh, for you prior to moving you to SmackDown that kind of got ixnade? I, You know what? I'm not quite sure, but my guess was a repeat against uh, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Uh, we were doing a lot of on and off. Shawn and I were working together all year long since 2005 at WrestleMania. All through that year, all 2005, 2005 in the beginning of 2006, I was still working with Sean and John Cena, but I would imagine it would be a program either with John Cena or Shawn Michaels. All right, well, let's go on this journey, uh, boys and girls. The first Raw in 2006, Kurt, you defeat John Cena in a first blood non-title match following a chair shot to the head, and you're being built up as one of the competitors in the upcoming Elimination Chamber match, and getting a win over John Cena makes it feel like you're one of the front runners here, Kurt. I mean, listen, you're, you might be knocking off John Cena at this point. Do you know if that was ever in consideration? Was that the plan? No, no. The plan was for John to retain the title. Uh, okay. It always was. Uh, the, the reason why they had me go over on John 
is because I wasn't going to win that elimination chamber. John was, and they wanted me to get a solid win over him to keep my credentials as, you know, as a top guy. So that, that was a really cool thing to do. And, uh, uh, you know, when we went to the elimination chamber match, uh, everybody knew that John Cena was going to retain the title. I, I do believe though, I think that that's the time when edge cashed in his money in the bank. Am I right? Uh, I believe so. I'd have to do go back and check. I think so. Uh, yeah. But maybe we'll have our, our guy here who's with us, by the way, in the background, Dom. He can do a little research for us and throw it in the chat. Uh, let us know, Dom, real quick, if that was what happened. But we'll we'll move on because I want to talk a little bit about Sean Davari, Kurt. He's yeah. uh, your pseudo manager or heater, if you want to call it. What did you think of Sean? Did you like working with him? Yeah, he's a great talent, man. A good kid. Uh, he was real receptive, uh, always willing to learn. Uh, he was a great heat seeker for me because, I, I, I mean, I wasn't much of a, a heel at this particular time when I was alone. And I, I think a lot of the things I did, you know, having the success and putting on some great matches over and over again consistently, I think the fans turned me babyface. And uh, Sean Davari was the guy that would keep me heel. Well, Sean Davari uh, did a good job. And by the way, speaking of good jobs, our crack staff right here, the Dom's the man, the rated R superstar. You're right. He held the contract for 280 days and he cashed it in on the January 8th at New Year's Revolution 06 to win the WWE championship from John Cena. So Kurt, your memory is not as bad as you think it was, pal. You yeah, were you know what? I'm glad I didn't win that match because <laughs> <laughs> I would have lost it right away anyway. <laughs> That's true. No, good point. So uh, you're here, Sean Devari. Did you like that pairing, by the way? I mean, he was bringing in some heat at the time. So did, were you digging it? Were you down for it? Were you, hey, I'm 100% oh, uh, on Devari? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. You know, like I said, man, he he was a guy that got natural heat. Uh, you know, I don't know if it had to do with his Mideastern Mid descent. Uh, you know, I don't know. But uh, for some reason, Devari really got a lot of heat. He was definitely a great heel manager. So let's talk about that uh, New Year's Revolution, Kurt. SmackDown's running a house show, and this is where Batista's taking on Mark Henry, and the big injury happens. Batista tears his triceps, and with him as the world heavyweight champion, there is a huge issue now. Uh, how soon did you hear about Batista's injury? Well, uh, unfortunately, I, well, fortunately, I guess I should say, I saw Batista after his match uh, that night. Uh, we happened to be walking in the lobby of a hotel. I think that my pay-per-view elimination chamber match and his house show weren't far apart from each other. So we ended up staying at the same hotel. And I walked through the lobby and I saw Batista and he had his arm wrapped and he told me he tore his tricep. And uh, so I went up in my room and I immediately got a call from the office. And they said, listen, we have a problem. Uh, we would like you to help us out with it. I said, well, what, what is it? They said, well, Batista tore his tricep. Uh, we need somebody from Raw to come over to SmackDown to be the champion. And I said, well, I just got here to Raw two months ago. And they, they said, well, a lot of the top stars on Raw don't want to go to SmackDown. And I couldn't understand why. I, I, I mean, I, I've heard rumors, you know, SmackDown was the B show and Raw was the A show. But I never saw it that way. I always thought they were equally uh, important. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of the talent in Raw did not want to go. So I was the last one that they picked and said, hey, would you go? And I said, yeah, I'm a team player. I'll do it. I don't know why these guys don't want to do it. They should step up and say, hey, let, let, let's go. Let's, let's roll with this. I'll be the world champion on SmackDown. 
but nobody wanted to leave Raw except for me. And I didn't want to leave Raw. I was just being a team player. But you know what's amazing to me in that whole story, Kurt, is how quickly they decided they needed a stop superstar from Raw to make the jump. So, I mean, how quickly after that injury? It wasn't, hey, let's think about it. Who do we yeah. have on SmackDown? Who could we, hmm... It was, we know, it, it must have been, hey, we know we have a talent deficit they, they, or something, right? They had to. I, you have to be right. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't agree. I, I really think that they could have utilized somebody that was coming up through the ranks and put the title on them. Uh, but for some reason, they wanted somebody established. Yeah. Quick decision, obviously, if they contacted you that night. So listen, at New Year's Revolution in the six-man uh, chamber match, which, by the way, had John Cena, Shawn Michaels, Carlito, Chris Masters. You're the first one eliminated, okay? What, was that because of the Batista injury, or was that a last-minute call? No, this is hilarious. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's, let's tell this story. <laughs> okay, we knew, we all knew John Cena was going to win. Okay, so uh, the, the five of us that were wrestling against John Cena in the Elimination Chamber, we all got together and decided to do paper, rock, scissors and decide who would get eliminated first because nobody wanted to stay in the match because they weren't winning. <laughs> so I won paper, rock, scissors, so I got eliminated first and I got to choose who eliminated me and I had Sean eliminate me. So that was the story and uh, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> There you go, guys. All you, all you uh, super fans that, uh, you know, how's the booking done? I mean, there, there's got to be intense work done and a lot of thought. Uh, it was rock, paper, scissors. Okay, it was for rock, paper, one. scissors. Listen, that was, that's not like me. I'm not usually the one that, to avoid working, you know, in a match. But, uh, you know, my body was pretty banged up, and I figured, you know, I might as well give myself a rest this night. And uh, so I won paper, rock, scissors, and I was the one that got eliminated first. If you read Twitter, Kurt, that's how like look most of the the uh, Twitter wrestling fans think that AEW is booked now. Rock paper scissors. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 it wouldn't be the first time, wouldn't be the last time. All good. Hey, do you know though? Uh, so so you're told, hey, I'm going to SmackDown next night on Raw. It's from Hershey. So are you? They changing your flight plans? Hey, you're going straight to Hershey. What's that whole scene look like? Well, I think I was at State College the night before, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so Hershey wasn't far away. It was an hour away. And then Tuesday, SmackDown would be in Philly, which was only an hour from Hershey. So uh, it was, I didn't have to worry about flight okay. changes. It was, you know, all I had to do was take my rental car, drive the Raw, and then drive the SmackDown the next night. Well, you team up with Shawn Michaels to take on Carlito and Chris Masters. How different is it being on the same side as Shawn compared to being across from him? Do you enjoy that? Um, you know what? I, I didn't really help him out very much. Uh, you know, it was one of those matches where I was screwing with Sean and making him wrestle the whole time and I didn't get in the ring. Uh, but, but anytime Sean's in a match, it's always going to be better. So yeah, you, you definitely want either tag with Sean or wrestle against him. And as long as he's in the match, you know, you're going to have a, a great match. So, but, but this whole match was structured to make Sean look strong and to make Chris Masters look strong. So what they did is they had Sean super kick me because yeah. he was frustrated with me. And then Chris Masters put the full Nelson, the master lock on me, and uh, actually made me pass out. And uh, so that made Sean and Chris look strong. And therefore, I'm leaving to win the world championship tomorrow, the next day. So I'm going to eventually turn out to be strong as well. So this was great booking. 
Yeah, at the end of the day, you're going to be fine. You're just fine, yeah. all good. And uh, like you said, you got the sweet chin music from Sean, the master lock from Chris. Before we go any further, I got to ask, any good stories about Carlito or Chris Masters that you have for us? You know what? I don't have any. Um, I didn't. I, I knew those guys. I didn't know them very well, uh, but I liked them a lot. I love I loved their work ethic, uh, their willingness to learn. Uh, Carlito was an established worker when he came into the business in the WWE. Uh, I guess, you know, his father taught him a lot back down in Puerto Rico. Uh, Chris Masters was coming along really well. So I, I didn't have, I don't have any stories about him because I didn't really hang out with those guys, but I did like them. Both entertaining, both had the look, look good. Carlito went with the apple and uh, spitting in the face, all that good stuff. And Masters just put together, man. Talk yeah. about a... Like a great God. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, listen, you mentioned it already. The next night, you're in Philadelphia at SmackDown. And is it, you, you, like you said, you know they're bringing you over to make you champion, right? As soon, as soon as Sunday night, they told you that. Yeah, they told me the uh, two nights prior. Yeah. yeah. So I knew I was going to be champion. And you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I was pretty excited about it. Did you make a little extra cheese for when you were the champion? Yes, Kurt? of course. Anytime you're world champion, you get paid more. So that's a definite, yes. So that night on SmackDown, Batista comes out and says he needs surgery and he has to vacate the world title. But whoever wins it in his absence is only champion because he's injured. Okay. You got that, Kurt? Was that yes. something that you would have looked forward to, though? I mean, I, that's the dumb question, of course. But I mean, working with Batista, I, you got, that's, that's a dream match for a lot of us fans. Yeah, yeah. Batista was coming along really well. I mean, when he first started, he was a little green, but he started learning the, you know, the tricks and trades. And he became really good. And uh, when he became champion, he was a very dominant wrestler. And I would have loved to have a program with him, without a doubt. It's not really explained why you're moved here, Kurt, from Raw to SmackDown. But I think this is one of those situations that really doesn't need an explanation, right? I mean, do you agree? No. How, how are you going to tell the story? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, Kurt Angle got fired from Raw and joined SmackDown. Like, there was no real explanation for it, uh, besides the fact that Batista was injured. And I think the fans are smart enough to understand why I came over there. Yeah. How hard is it to put together a battle royal? Maybe for fans that haven't heard you explain it before. Yeah. You know what? It, it, it's a lot of memorization. Uh, you have to know when you're going to be eliminated. You have to know when everybody else is getting eliminated. You have to know your order. Uh, you have to make every wrestler that comes in when the buzzer beeps and they come into the ring, they have to get a shine. You have to be part of that. So there's a lot of memorization in it. Uh, there's not a lot of improv unless you're chopping wood in the corner just to beat down an opponent. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And listen, uh, man, this is, this is a fun night. This is Philadelphia. It's 2006, January 13th. And we're going to watch this one together. We're going to watch the battle Royal together, Kurt from Philadelphia. I mentioned it to you before, and I've mentioned it on the show before, but I was actually in attendance this night in Philadelphia. Uh, I was there with my friend, Anthony Co-Francisco. shout out to Anthony, by the way, who's a listener on of the Kurt angle show. It blew his mind, Kurt, when I started, uh, co-hosting with you, he was like, you is this real Paul Bromwell that I used to work with? I'm like, yes, it's me, dude. I but, love the name Francisco. Yeah. yeah Co-Francisco. Yep. And, uh, he's a, a longtime fan, but yeah, we went to the show together and I remember Batista coming out and doing his thing and then your music hit and the crowd going crazy. And so we're going to watch it. And if you want to watch it with us, uh, go ahead and fire up the old peacock and, uh, we're going to watch this battle royal together. It's season eight, episode two. All right. And if you, you want to make sure you fast forward to one hour, 
9 minutes and 33 seconds. And I'm going to count down to it. And we're going to give the fans a chance here, Kurt, to uh, get that dialed in. If you're uh, watching on YouTube, there'll be a small filter over it. But you can see most of the action behind it. Uh, and uh, I guess as I give you a chance to uh, to find it on Peacock, I'd like to push our YouTube. Uh, I mentioned our main man, Dominic D'Angelo, who's uh, sitting and producing behind the scenes with us today. He is crushing it over on YouTube uh, for us. Lots of great clips and uh, working hard for us over there. But, Kurt, your YouTube has grown by 6,000 thousand subscribers in just a oh, mere awesome. two months thanks so, uh, everyone yeah if you haven't gotten over there subscribe turn on those notifications because uh there's lots of great content that uh dom is pumping out every single day from the kurt angle show uh and and and, and we're going to continue to try to do some youtube exclusives so keep an eye out for that but again peacock season eight episode two of smackdown one hour Nine minutes, 33 seconds. It's the January 13th episode. And uh, Kurt, you ready? Yes, I am. All right, here we go. In three, two, one, play. Champ. Now we're going to find out who the world champ is. We got one more entry. Who is it? So, Kurt, right off the bat, they're presenting you as a, obviously, a megastar, right? You come down, you kick JBL's ass in 30 seconds. <laughs> but I was thinking, I'm thinking about it as I watch this. And to your point, you were you were saying, Paul, there's guys here that you feel like could have won the world championship. And you see JBL. Uh, it, there's Bobby Lashley in the corner. You know, Mark Bobby Henry. Bobby Lashley, Mark Henry. Ray Mysterio. Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. There are guys that I thought could have won the title, definitely. And so uh, you, you get a big reaction when it comes out. Obviously, it was a huge surprise. But, man, Philadelphia is a town that really has always loved you, Kurt. How good has the city of brotherly love been to you over the years? <laughs> they always loved me, even though I was as a heel. I don't know why, but Philadelphia, uh, I've always had a connection with those fans. You're, hey, you're, it's Pennsylvania, baby. I mean, yes, it is. You know, so. Hey, boy. Yep. So, so we know how to treat you, but, uh, listen, as the battle Royal begins, let's talk about some of the people in the ring. Uh, as I said, you eliminate JBL in nine seconds, any favorite JBL stories that come to mind? No, JBL was just the biggest river. I mean, he, he did some funny stuff and, uh, you know, some, some very tasteless jokes to a lot of wrestlers. <laughs> And uh, stuff that I don't even want to announce. But uh, <laughs> JBL was a, was a great guy to have around because he was entertaining as hell. 
Well, as we see Ray Mysterio working on somebody here on the outside ropes, I think that's Orlando Jordan. You eliminate Vito, whose main claim to fame was dressing as a woman during this time. Kurt, any uh, any fond memories of Vito? You know what? I remember Vito in WCW, and I loved his character there. He was like the you know Italian you know hitman. Yeah. Uh, I did not like the dress thing. I did not like. No, the not thing. a fan. No, you didn't no, think he had no, the legs for it, or. I think that that, that might have hurt him a little bit as yeah. uh, as a superstar, but you know he took a chance. <laughs> I mean, and and you got to try to differentiate yourself. As now we see going face to face, Big Mark Henry and God rest his soul and Road Warrior Animal. Uh, talk about two big behemoths. Any good animal stories that you can recall interacting with Road Warrior Animal? You know what? I only met him a couple of times, um, so I, I don't have any stories, but I would have loved to work him in his prime. I mean, I thought he was a really great worker, uh, especially when the, you know when they were demolition. Uh, those guys were amazing as a tag team, and I would have loved to work with both of those guys. Yeah, the, the Road Warriors, uh, Legion of Doom uh, with Hawk. Uh, man, they are a legendary tag team, one of the greats of all time, if not the greats. Uh, spe- Sorry, especially- I, meant, I meant the Road Warriors. <laughs> That's all cool. And, hey, Demolition was, uh, you know, they were very similar face paint, and, uh, you know, no worries there, dude. But, uh, yeah, Road Warriors, uh, man, great tag team. There's a few other guys here. Simon Dean, he's a former ECW wrestler. Uh, he was Supernova, who recently retired, by the way. Nunzio, also known as Little Guido of ECW. ECW fame. You worked with him a few times in ECW, didn't you? Yes, I did. Nunzio's a tough little bastard, man. I like working with him. You can do whatever you want with him. He was like, hey, do whatever you want. You can kick my ass, throw me all over the place. He is one tough son of a bitch. And he was, man. He took a beating not only here in WWE, but also he could take a beating. Look, there he goes. Yeah, he's, he's a great talent. And there, and it's Morrison. It's from Eminem, right? There's John Morrison. I mean, how can we even forget about him? That guy's going on to do some really good things in wrestling, and and uh, he has, he has, he's made it to the top. I mean, it took him a while, but he made it. Yep, he's been Johnny everything. Uh, And 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 let's talk about this guy who you're giving the uppercuts to, William Regal. (laughs) I love William Regal. He's hilarious. And you, you know, just took guy, him out. Every time he wrestled with the shoes on the wrong feet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, this guy's a prankster. <laughs> Dude, you so you eliminate Regal and uh and now here comes Big Mark Henry. Buddy, that guy was a freaking house, man. You know, I, I let me talk about Mark for a little bit. Sure. Um when he started, he wasn't really getting it. He kept getting injured quite a bit. Injuries were really complicating his career. And uh, the light bulb wasn't going off in his head for quite a while. And I say his last year of his contract, the light bulb went off and he became an amazing worker. I mean, this guy started doing things that he never did before. He was he was getting smart, ring smart. Uh, he, he was able to improve uh, to the point that he could work with anybody because Mark was so strong that, you know, and so powerful that the, the office, they were a little tentative of him working with some of the top guys. But Mark uh, ended up being a great worker. And uh, I'm very proud of him because after that, he signed another long-term deal. I'll tell you this, if he wouldn't have got it by his 10th year in the business, they would have let him go. And But he got it, and they ended up making him champion this final year. And that, that's when they extended his contract. And he, he proved himself. 
No, man. And he has, uh, he, you're right. At the beginning, I did enjoy some sexual chocolate, though. What he, and the yeah, stuff yeah, that he, he did with me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's when you knew he could be entertaining for sure. But right now, he's yeah. that I'm going to, somebody's going to get their ass kicked guy coming down the rank. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that guy right here was, we, and that guy was you because he just flung you through a table like you were a Ken of the Ken and Barbie collection here. I mean, like Wrong adult. son of a bitch, man. And, and here goes Ray Mysterio, dude. He's just flopping around the ring like he always did, man. Uh, he is insane, and uh, I'm liking, I'm digging the yellow pants here. Yeah, this kid's ageless. He's as good now as he ever was. By the way, we haven't talked about it. Ray Mysterio is going into the Hall of Fame. Did you see that? That's right. I am so happy for him. Uh, I'm surprised that, you know what? I'm not surprised they're not doing it when he retires. Um, but, uh, you know, I think Ray uh, being inducted in the Hall of Fame this prematurely, I think he deserves it still. I just don't think it's the right time. I think it, he should get get, uh, get in the Hall of Fame after he retires. But that's me. I'm old school, and that's how I think. That, that's interesting. And Because who else was talking to me about that? Oh, it was Kyoto. And I said, well, Mike, listen, Edge is wrestling now, and he's an active Hall of Famer, right? He came back. Um, and there's other guys that have come back and wrestled post-Hall of Fame. Did yeah. uh, You know, so... It's it's different, I guess. But you're right. He is still actively on the roster, and some people are going to say, "Hey, let's just wait until they're, you know, they've they've gone ahead and had their wrestling career behind them, then put them in." Versus, do you do it when they're active? So I'm I'm interested. Well, you you, you have to realize this kid's been wrestling for thirty something years. It's unbelievable. He's so this Hall of Fame induction was definitely going to happen, whether they did it now or later. Yeah, yeah, he's a surefire Hall of Famer without question. Yeah. Speaking of uh, guys that are just over and crushing it, look at Bobby Lashley and Mark Henry mixing in. Lashley just got knocked out here from uh, from Mark Henry. But, you know, at this point, this is still early on in Bobby Lashley's c career. Isn't it something to see where he's at now? He's another guy. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm so proud of him. He, I got him his tryout in WWE, and um, – he proved to me that he was capable of doing what he does. And you know what? He's gotten better and better every year. He's right now, he's in his prime right now at this point. And he's been wrestling gosh for over 20 years, pro wrestling. And uh, he's, he's still able to uh, – I watch him on, on um, social media. Yeah. And he trains his ass off. It's like, it's like he's 25 again. He's doing some crazy-ass shit. That's uh, ridiculous at his age because Bobby's what, 44, 45 years old? He looks yeah. like he's 25 still. Because because the, the shaved head look he's had for his whole career and the muscles haven't changed, maybe gotten a little bigger. He looks exactly yeah. the same. He does. <laughs> he definitely does. It's crazy. I want to talk about it real quick because we saw him just get eliminated a few minutes ago, and that was uh, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy was also in this match, and he gets eliminated. Are you surprised that you never got a chance to work a program with uh, Matt Hardy at all? Yeah, yeah, that that that's a damn shame because we both deserve to wrestle each other. Uh, it's just unfortunate they didn't come up with a storyline or a program for us. But I would have loved to wrestle Matt. I had many programs with Jeff, just none with Matt, which is really unfortunate. So here we go. Uh, we have a big crowd reaction right now because it is Mark Henry face-to-face -face with Rey Mysterio. Everyone is on their feet. Rey Mysterio is banging his chest. He's doing the Eddie shake, and uh, they're going to go out. And I want to read uh, some comments here from the torch. It said, the crowd roared in anticipation of this matchup. Rey used his speed to try to eliminate Henry, but he couldn't find a way to get him over the top. Henry would eventually eliminate Rey and thought he won the title. 
However, there was a man <laughs> hanging out around the ringside named Kurt Angle. Uh, Angle uh, would try several head scissor maneuvers, and we're going to see this as we continue to watch here. This is still the Ray and Mark Henry, uh, but I'm going to read ahead a little bit. You guys know what happened. Uh, but eventually, uh, Angle would grapple with Henry near the ropes and flip him over the top. One of Angle's feet hit the floor before Henry's, but all of Henry's body crashed to the ground before Angle's second floor hit. We're going to listen to that if we can cue it up uh, perfectly, time it here. Taz and Cole made a point of telling viewers that both feet must hit the floor to be eliminated. Angle accepted the World Heavyweight title, then celebrated as the fans roared in recognition of a historic title change. Well-booked match that focused on Henry's strengths and built up Ray for the future. Uh, the torch here gave it uh, two and a half stars. Uh, so, Kurt, we're uh, we're going to listen a little bit here to the, the Ray Mysterio Henry, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more, and then I definitely want to get into the ending of the match here. All right, sounds good. Pounds. Oh, no. Don't let him grab you, Ray. Don't let him grab you. Mysterio on the apron, teetering close to elimination from his battle royal. Ray Mysterio. Uh oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God, no. Ray Mysterio's been eliminated. Mark Henry. Mark Henry, ladies and gentlemen, has eliminated Ray Mysterio. Mark Henry, why? Mark Henry. No, 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 wait. Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle's never been eliminated. Molina thinks, wait a minute, Kurt Angle was never eliminated. Hold on, that's right, Paul. Angle was never eliminated. He was never thrown over the top rope. Mark Henry, now Mark Henry realizes. I hope he gets this. It has come down to this. Angle and Henry. Can you feel it? The right hand by Kurt Angle. Ooh, flat it up for Kurt. That's the speed of Angle. Oh, and he just ran into a wall. He ran into a brick wall. God, I'll tell you, Cole. Kurt Angle, he's giving up a ton of size. Did it feel like a brick wall, Kurt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like hitting a real brick wall, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Cole's spot on. Here we go. And Mark Henry going to eliminate oh. Kurt Angle. Oh, here. And he's going to get to Now that looks freaking impressive. You angle slammed him, but but he's doing some work there, isn't he? Yes, he is. He got up for me really well. He's a great athlete. You have to remember, Mark Henry can dunk a basketball. He'll get up for you. Yeah. Yeah, he he made that. And I mean, between the two of you, you both pulled it off, but that looked beautiful. Uh, as good of an angle slam as you'll see, especially to a big guy. We're getting to the ending here. Two men remain. Watch out! The winner becomes world heavyweight champion. And now all Mark Henry has to do is lift Kurt Angle up, toss him over the top rope, and Mark Henry will have climbed the mountain. And not a hard task when you're a moniker, and the truth of the matter is that you're the world's strongest man. Yeah, you saw how he ripped that, that steel door off the cage last night. Watch out. And again, crushing Kurt Angle. So for those that say wrestling's fake, how does that feel when you get the avalanche splash <laughs> in the corner? You know what? Uh, a spot like that can make you crap your pants. <laughs> It'll knock the wind out of you and you'll crap yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully on this night you didn't. I didn't. At least I don't want to see any remnants of it sliding down your shorts. Uh, so here we go. We're getting to the end. Kurt better try and do something. She's perched up to slap across the face. 
What the what the hell's that? What's Kurt Angle doing here? Kurt Angle. He's got to wait a minute. He's going for. It's like, it's a, it's like a head sizzle, almost like a triangle choke. Kurt Angle trying to get Mark Henry over the top rope. Got his head in this. He sits his head up. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Mark Henry could be fatal here. Angle's trying. Henry's too strong. Yeah, way too strong. But Kurt Angle still got it locked in. Kurt Angle still has it locked in. But Angle better be careful here. Angle's got to hang on. Mark Henry's too tall. He's too thick to get over that top rope with that head scissor. Kurt Angle trying to get Mark Henry over the top rope. Even if Mark Henry passes out here, how the hell do you get that dead weight over the top rope? Hey, Kurt Angle. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's going to go flying. Angle's done. But Mark Henry. Oh, my. A power bomb. No wonder you need back surgery, Kurt. Give me a break. <laughs> I'm taking a pounding here. Yeah, you are. My goodness. Yeah, I think Kurt Angle is done. He'll be heading back to Raw with a major league headache after that. Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist, Mark Henry, Olympic competitor as well. The world's strongest man against the nasty, rugged Kurt Angle. The last man standing becomes world heavyweight champion. Alina Barkin instructions to Mark Henry. Kurt Angle with the right hand. Here comes Kurt Angle with another clubbing blow by the near 400-pounder. Well, all these SmackDown fans here in Philadelphia are all on their feet, including me. This is off the chart, man. Kurt Angle whipped across the ring. Kurt Angle ducks underneath the tolls wall. A German suplex. A German suplex. I'll tell you what, that might have took everything out of Angle. He's trying to peel off that whole flow, but you know all about suplexes. What's it like to suplex a 400-pound man? Well, how can you suplex or throw a 400-pound man? You can't. Kurt Angle tried to back bridge, but it's so high-pressing. Again, just more example of uh, Mark Henry and his uh, ability here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's a great athlete. That's one thing about him, Paul. He'll get up for you. He'll jump for you. Um, you know, he's actually very light on his feet. And he was there taking that suplex. And, uh, Kurt, you got him in the front face lock. And and this is the time I had forgotten. And, you know, to watch back, watch this back, that he had Melina with him. She's obviously That's very right. vocal. We can hear her screaming. But I like that. I like that, those two together. Yeah, I did, too. I thought they were a great couple. Uh, you know, she she's a really good manager. Uh, she was with Eminem for a while. And yes. Then, and then with Mark, but she's great. She definitely is. And here we go. I believe, I believe if uh, I'm not mistaken, we're getting into the, uh, to the ending here of uh, you and him trying to get over these ropes with Charles Robinson, the legendary referee on the outside. Yeah, this is a nice, slow and easy uh, um, elimination. Yeah. Now, do you remember putting this together or talking through this or what this between you and Mark? Uh, was this just you, t- you two kind of talking you know through it that day? This this was not all planned. This was all improvis- improvisation uh, because it took me longer uh, to get Mark outside the ring. But yes. Mark and I, we had more time to kill. <gasps> so we, we actually elongated that match. And Mark did an incredible job of keeping his composure. So we had another five minutes added on. We had to keep going. And there, and there it is, uh, Mark. So Henry. the first time I was trying to kick, uh, yeah, when I had the leg lock on his head and I tried to get him over, that's when I was going to eliminate him. But they said you got five more minutes. Holy shit! So okay, there's something. Stuff. Yeah, there's something we did not know and learned. 
And uh, yeah, Dominic, you're right. That should be better than the two and a half stars that the and that was from the torch that gave it to it. So we're gonna we're gonna give the torch some shit for that. But <laughs> let's let's listen to the fireworks. What is confetti? We're on a celebration. It's coming. Oh, Angle is on raw. I mean, yeah, great, congrats. You're the new world heavyweight champion. What is this? What is going on here? I, I, I don't know what to tell you, partner. All I can tell you is this. Kurt Angle is the world heavyweight champion. Let's take another look at this. Remember, both feet have to hit the ground. We will show oh, you yeah, that Kurt Angle take a look. Both Kurt Angle's feet do not hit the ground here. Let's Watch see. this. Hold on, let's watch, let's watch. Watch. Kurt Angle's... Well, one foot... Hold on, listen. One foot doesn't count. Both feet have to hit the ground. You get eliminated. Angle's one foot did. Here's your winner, Cole. Kurt Angle, the new world heavyweight champ. He's from Raw. I don't get it. Kurt Angle has suddenly appeared here tonight. He has surprised us all and captured the world heavyweight championship. Kurt Angle's from Raw. I don't understand this. He's from Raw. I don't get it. What happened? <laughs> Buddy, there it was. I think I saw myself with confetti up my nostril and a cheesesteak hanging out of my mouth. But, man, what a great show. It's a great memory, personal memory for me. And I got to see you live win a world championship. And uh, we got to relive it here for our fans. Uh, do you, you still remember that night, Kurt, uh, very vividly? Yes, I do. Uh, it was a great moment for me. I mean, uh, the crowd went completely crazy. Yeah. Um, and winning that title uh, made me feel good again. You know, I, I I didn't have a title for a little while there, so this is the the next one that I got, and I was uh, very excited about it. You uh, and you have to be happy that you moved to SmackDown after that huge celebration and that huge win, weren't you? Yes, yes. I just did. Did I deserve the title? Probably not. I think somebody else might have deserved that. Uh, but but you know, I'll take it. Uh, was it one of my favorite title wins? No, because I, I really didn't earn it. You know, I just came in and won the Battle Royal, and, you know, that was it. So uh, the other the other titles I, I definitely earned. I worked for them. Now, come on. You went through the table on the outside. <laughs> you took some power bombs, some Mark Henry. I know. I, just, there weren't any long programs. I know. I, I hear you. Where does it? You said it's not your favorite as far as memory of, of a title win, but where does it rank uh, when it comes to WWE championships? <laughs> Last. <laughs> oh! Okay. I'm sorry, but listen, that's my favorite title. I love the world title. Yeah, yeah, the way that belt looks. Yeah, that's your favorite. It. Yeah, that's but the big gold, my, man. The look of the big gold. Favorite. Yeah. Okay. My so favorite Angles. was when I beat Stone Cold. My second favorite was I when I beat The Rock. My third favorite's when I beat Big Show and Brock Lesnar. And this one was my last one. Okay. All right. There you go. Well, listen, man. Oh, wait a minute. Was... Wait a minute. I also won. Who can we really oh, keep yeah, up? Yeah, I won two more titles: WCW and another WWE world championship i guess so i have six total yeah when you've won as many as you won kurt <laughs> it's all good we expect you to forget a few then you went to tna and won all their belts at one point you held every single title at once for god's sake that was you, fun and you know what was cool too is uh you coming down with uh your olympic gold medal on was that the uh the official or was that a 
No, that was a duplicate that Vince okay. McMahon had made for me. And those things weren't cheap. They cost, they, Vince got me three of them. They cost $3,000 each. And, um, and Vince wanted me to wear the one that replicated the real one. And uh, so he didn't want me to wear those cheap gold medals that I was using the, at the beginning of my career where I had a bunch of them around my neck. Vince wanted me to have the one that looked like the real gold medal. So he had it made. I actually had two stolen in arenas by fans Them because I put bitches. the medal down in the corner of the ring and someone took it over to the, the announce desk and then a fan probably reached over and grabbed it. Hey, so, Dominic, uh, was it you? Was it you, D'Angelo, that snagged one of those? Because I see you smirking over there. It was probably in hey, Pittsburgh. Listen, and he probably... if I would have seen that gold medal there sitting there, I would have took it too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you mentioned a little while back that you may have some, um, you may be able to get some replicas for sale on your website. Is that still a po possibility at some point, you think? I don't know. I, uh, replicas on my website? No. Uh, replicas no, of your, uh, replicas selling... of your gold medal. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm not selling replicas. I'm I am going to be start selling uh, the little gold medals. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The little gold medals. Okay. The little ones. Yeah, oh. the kid gold medals. Kid ones. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. And Dominic says it's he's blaming the D'Angelo side of him. So there you go. That's the <laughs> evil side. Let's get to some fan questions and we'll wrap this one up, man. I, I really like to relive in that moment for you. Devin Dowling from the KOC. He says, Kurt, was there any talent in particular that you were eager to face when you returned to SmackDown? You know what? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, JBL, uh, uh, Rey Mysterio, uh, uh, um, Eminem, both of those yeah. guys, I would have loved to work singles matches with each of them. Uh, there were a lot of talent back then. That you I was mentioned Matt about. Hardy? Yeah, Matt Hardy, who I never had a program with. There was definitely a handful of talent that I would have loved to work with. All right, there you go. And Francis Reyes, it's like he was reading your mind, Kurt. He says, what did you think about the big gold belt? Oh, I loved it, man. It was my favorite. The more gold, the better. I love that belt. It was my favorite belt. Great answer. He was a gold lover. So of course he loved it. Jason Bayless is up next. He says, Kurt and Davari came to SmackDown as heels. The first person he dumped in the battle Royal was JBL. Was that kind of a seed planted for his upcoming babyface turn? Since Bradshaw was like the number one heel on SmackDown at the time. Probably I would say, yes, it was probably uh, planned out that way because of that. Uh, it's definitely a possibility. Yes. Yeah. Uh, two more, uh, well, a couple more questions here. Liam Evans says if Batista didn't have to surrender the title due to him being injured for, uh, this battle Royal to take place, were there any plans for you to win the title from him at a later date that you know of? That would have remained to be seen, but, yeah. uh, there were no plans that I, that I heard of. Yeah. Nothing that you were aware of there. Uh, Mr. Tusk is up next. What were the original plans for you for WrestleMania 22 before this, or had that not, not even been talked about yet? They weren't talked about, but my guess was a repeat with Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 2005. Uh, we were doing a lot of work together, and I, I would have been really excited about that. But definitely working Shawn again uh, would have been my uh, the match that I would have picked for WrestleMania. Definitely. To be able to wrestle Shawn a second time at WrestleMania, that would have been incredible. Bobby's up next. He said, thanks again for this podcast. I really enjoy watching it each week. So he's watching us. Bobby, hope you're doing well, man. He said, Kurt, did the office tell you how long your world title run would be and what to expect, where it was going, et cetera? Did they kind of inform you or was it like, hey, we're going to put the title on you and we'll figure it out as we go? Well, I would say it was going to be a lot longer than it did ha occur. Um, 
You have to remember Eddie Guerrero passed away at this particular time. Rey Mysterio was representing Eddie Guerrero, and uh, we ended up wrestling each other with Randy Orton in a triple threat at WrestleMania. Uh, but I broke my neck again uh, about a month and a half before that. But my doctor didn't tell me to sit at home. He said, listen, you broke the neck four times. Just keep wrestling. He said, just be careful, though, because you don't have any problems with your discs. You have four broken vertebrae that are broken, but you can still wrestle. Just be careful. And uh, so because of my broken neck and because Ray was representing Eddie Guerrero, they decided to have Ray win the title at WrestleMania 22. Now, if I didn't break my neck, I might have held the title for a while longer, maybe to SummerSlam and then drop it to Ray. Hmm. All right. Well, Yambag Jones is up next. Our final question this week, Kurt, he says, how was it getting someone the size of a refrigerator up for the angle slam? <laughs> you know what? Like I said, the guy's an incredible athlete. He listen, he's 360 pounds. He can dunk a basketball. I saw him do it at the Olympic training center. This guy is impressive. He's an incredible athlete for being 300 and something pounds. Uh, he, he literally, he is one of the best athletes. Anybody over 300 pounds, he's the best athlete in the world. Yeah, he's amazing. He's something yeah. else. Well, listen, Kurt, next week, uh, we're going to talk about when you left TNA, when you knew it was the end, how it all went down, what your plans were, and a lot more. Uh, so, guys, these are the episodes that I'm telling you, I, I enjoy these TNA shows, especially on YouTube. We now have them filter-free on the videos and the matches that we watch along. But you, too, can check out Impact Wrestling um, and all the matches that Kurt has had in his great career right now. ImpactWrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up using that code Kurt. That's what you can do. Listen, next week we're talking about him leaving TNA, and then we're going to do a watch-along uh, from Lockdown 2008. So head over to impactwrestling.com forward slash packages, and really it would help us out a whole lot if you would do that, and we would appreciate it. Remember, the promo code is Kurt. Kurt, uh, man, let's uh, talk about a few other things before we get out of here this week, one of which is AFS, and they're offering a free trial right now uh, where you can get all the shows on ad-free early and ad-free and more uh, access than ever to at least a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts at 9 bucks a month. But right now, Kurt, they're doing this deal where you can sign up and enjoy the first week absolutely free. And, uh, man, that's a, that's a home run, isn't it? A free trial week to see all the stuff on ad-free? Oh, yeah. Go check it out, guys and girls. Uh, get on there and l listen to every, every podcast that you can listen to. You'll enjoy it, I promise you. That's right. And Kurt and I have done a ton of bonus content on uh, for ad-free, so you can go check all that out there. They have a lot of great shows. Insiders with John uh, Filippelli is on there. Our own Dominic D'Angelo, he's hosting stuff left and right. Every time I turn around, he's got another new guest coming out. I saw he's, he just, Kurt, he just interviewed Jesse the Body Ventura. Are you kidding nice, me? Nice, nice, Dom. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's a lot of content you're not going to find anywhere else. Not only that, they have live experiences where you get to watch along shows as well. So check it out. I also want to talk about how you can advertise with us here. You can go to advertisewithangle.com right now, and you can, if you have a product or service that you want to get across to our members, our listeners, that's the way to do it. Our business targets 25 to 54 year old men. We have, that's our demo. That's the folks that are listening to our show. And if your business targets that demographic, then this is the place for you. So again, make sure you're taking advantage of that. It's advertisewithangle.com. 
And uh, you can also check us out on our social media handles, whether it's Kurt's personal at Real Kurt Angle or our show handles at The Angle Pod. Uh, like I mentioned, YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash the angle pod, subscribe, like, turn on those notifications, and you're going to see all the content you ever wanted from your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. And my God, he's entertaining as hell. <laughs> and, uh, if that's not enough, he's also going to help you get a little healthy too. And you can do that with physicallyfit.com. Isn't that right, Kurt? Yep. I got chicken snacks, crispy protein bites and snacks, smart crispy protein bites. One's chicken protein, one's organic plant protein. They're, uh, they're incredible. They're all great flavors, 11 different flavors, including um, sour cream and onion, uh, buffalo, wild buffalo, blue cheese, uh, cinnamon swirl, great flavors, high protein, low carbohydrate. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. You'll love them. I promise you. There you go. Check them out. If you're watching on video, you can see those the deliciously bagged snacks. And then we mentioned it already, KurtAngleBrand.com. That's where you're going to eventually maybe be able to get kid-sized gold medals. But right now, you can get cameo videos, T-shirts, birthday cards. Uh, Kurt, that's where it's at if they want to find all things Kurt Angle, isn't it? Any Kurt Angle merchandise, go on to KurtAngleBrand.com. We got photographs. Um, we have birthday cards, cowboy hats, milk cartons. Uh, you name it, we got it. We got uh, T-shirts, uh, cameo voice messages, video messages. It's all there. Just go on the website, order it, and I'll get it to you. You can also see that in the banner ad below of this amazing milk truck that we set in here uh, that Dominic designed for us as well. Uh, but lastly, I want to tell you about Box of Gimmicks because that's where you're going to find a lot of the cool designs that are out there now. The ratings machine t-shirt, uh, that Steel City merchandise for the Kurt Angle Show. That's where you find all the Kurt Angle Show stuff. And support your boys from PA uh, that are here every week trying to entertain you as much as possible. Talking about Kurt Angle's career, we're going to do it again next week and we're going to talk about when he left tna and all that good stuff and guys be on the lookout uh because dropping here in the next few days kurtz it's from kurtz angle the youtube exclusive where kurt predicts his wrestlemania match winners and losers that's going to be exclusive to our youtube followers so you don't want to miss it kurt thank you so much for doing the show with me this week thank you paul I had a great time man with that, on behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right here next week on The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.